Hey, Tyler. Hey, Jay. How are you? I'm outstanding, man. How are you? Boy, I was a lot more excited on that one. <laughs> Coming at you with an eight. Uh, what's up? I, I have a question for you. Okay. I have an answer. Uh, can you tell me about a time when you're doing something really hard mm-hmm. and you had to stop halfway through uh, and what that was like? Mm. Um, yes. Would you care to explain? Oh, well, then I have to think differently. That's a different question. I'll do. Uh, so it's something that I worked really hard at, mm-hmm. and I had to stop halfway through. Yeah. Uh, oh, I mean, this is a bigger existential thing, but being a teacher. Oh, yeah. Say more. Yeah. So I was a teacher. I was a high school teacher. In uh, Iowa? In No, not in Iowa. Oh, okay. <laughs> I grew up in Iowa. So uh, yeah, long-time listeners who, or like new-time listeners, Tyler grew up in Iowa from uh, first grade through eighth grade and, and then moved back to Pennsylvania. Long-time listeners need to eat a Ritz cracker you Need right to eat now. a Ritz yeah. cracker, get yourself a sleeve Ritz cracker. All that is to say, uh, by the <laughs> by, that... Uh, <laughs> um, so I, I was a, I went to school, I went to, I was a secondary ed major, uh, history major, secondary ed minor, history, uh-huh. uh, it was a high school teacher. Uh, it's all I ever wanted to do from like age five or grade five uh, up until when I stopped being a history teacher. And I worked really hard at it. I was a history teacher first in Pennsylvania, then in Florida, mm-hmm. and then in Naperville, Illinois at Neuqua Valley High School, a wonderful high school. I loved it. I was good at it. I enjoyed it. I got good. Re- I was good at it objectively, like uh, by people outside of me. I got external confirmation of being good as being a teacher, both yeah. from students and from administration and other teachers. Teacher of the Year Award? I did not get the Teacher yeah. of the Year Award because it wasn't awarded that year because they were like, it's not fair to everybody else that was what they told me they just said they didn't want to make it public (laughs) Um, but at the end of this and I was teaching a lot I was teaching uh, US history world history geography and psychology I loved it it's a few things it's a few things it was twice as many preps as most people had I don't think any other teachers were teaching more than one subject or two subjects Uh, and, and if you teach Every subject you teach, you have to prepare a separate lesson for. Like, if you only teach one subject, you only prepare one lesson and teach it eight times. Right. Uh, I was teaching four different subjects, so it was a lot of work. But I really loved it. I was I was good at it. I enjoyed it. I also did the tech crew. Like, it was just a lot of things, and I I enjoyed it. And then suddenly, I wasn't doing it anymore. Why? Uh, the the job at Nequa was a full time sub. So mm-hmm. it was. I was a regular teacher, paid half as much as all the other teachers, uh, but only for a year because like a teacher had a baby and like, mm-hmm. so they, they had to fill it. And, and then another teacher had a baby. Three teachers were having babies. And so I filled in. What's going on in <laughs> Illinois? I know. It was, it was it's a, in the water. It's a productive year. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and so um, the, during that year, rather than hire somebody else, they'll just have a, a, a full-time sub for the year. So I had, I had this job for the year. Going into it, that was the knowledge. Yeah. They then had a position that was opening up. Everybody wanted me Everybody in the department wanted me to be hired. They did the process. They they offered. They wanted it to be offered, but there was an administrator who was holding on to the job for somebody else, hmm. who had like kind of was going to do a little nepotism uh, with a favor of somebody else, and really was holding on and said like, no, we can't hire this guy because we need to hire this guy. And I mean, in a kind of pyrrhic victory, the rest of the the department was like, okay, well, if we're not allowed to hire him, Tyler, Tyler, then we're not going to hire the guy you want. So in that sense, he didn't get hired, but neither did I. So suddenly, suddenly I found myself having, I mean, we tell people like, if you work really hard and you're good at something, then you'll succeed. Yep. And I'd worked really hard. I was good at something and I didn't succeed in the sense that I didn't have that job. And Naperville was a very sought after place. And there were immediately 300 people who wanted that same job. And so I was thrown back into that pile of 300 people with no advantage anymore. And suddenly I couldn't be a teacher. Hmm. That is as good a tee up for what's <laughs> coming as as could possibly be. When you work really hard and try your best, yep. you should succeed, right? Yeah. Well, I'm Jay. And I'm Tyler. And this is Roughing the Pastor.
So let me take you, dear listeners, on a story. And and I have, I will give to Tyler. Um, I, I videoed much of this story and mm. we'll be making a, a blog or a oh, vlog. Hey, Is that hey, what the kids are calling it? I don't know what kids call things anymore. Uh, like and subscribe. That's all I know. Yeah. Just say that at the yeah. end. I mean, there's TikTok dances for it. Yeah. Oh, like and We've never sounded so old <laughs> as be like using I deserve words. a 50 cent coffee at McDonald's. Okay. So let me, let me take you back, dear listener. Several months ago, as Tyler uh, enjoys Don't worry the... About it. Don't worry about it. You won't hear it on, on the thing. Yeah, right. Sure. <laughs> Remember when we talked about this last week? Yeah. I was eating rice cake? Great. It's even better in person. It's better than it was on Zoom, for sure. So uh, I have a spiritual director, which is a person that walks alongside you and, and kind of helps. It's, it's a bit like psychology for your spirit, right? They, they listen to where you are, and they kind of help add some context and ask good questions. A good spiritual director asks good questions. And we had come up with this idea because some of my spirit is best engaged with or comes most alive outside on a bicycle. And so I was looking at using some study leave time. Us pastors sometimes get study leave uh, to go. And instead of doing a traditional retreat where you go up to a cabin in the woods and you know light incense and think deep thoughts. We're going to like a conference. Yeah. Or taking a class, which right. is usually what happens, conferences and classes. Right, right, right. I decided, and my spiritual director helped me map out a plan to do a bike trip um, and to use the bike trip as the retreat itself. So so for listeners of the last episode, plans that fall apart. The original plan mm-hmm. was that I would bike solo okay. from Pittsburgh to Washington, D.C. Wait, how, how low? So low, so low, in fact. How low was it? <laughs> I get it. Uh, <laughs> I would bike by myself from Pittsburgh to D.C. Uh, and use that time. To D.C.? To Washington, D.C. Wow. How, it, far is, how far is that? The, I think the full trip, and there's a reason I don't know the number off the top of my head, but I think the full trip is 360 miles. Wowzers. Uh, it's on two trails, essentially, the Great Allegheny Passage mm-hmm. uh, and the CNO Canal. What's, um, what's CNO stand for? Chesapeake and Ohio. Hey. Yeah, yeah, I got it. It took me a minute. Um, but yeah, so the Great Allegheny Passage takes you from Pittsburgh to Cumberland, Maryland. Okay. And then you pick up the CNO Canal Trail there, and that takes you along the CNO Canal. Um, and back in the day when, when you had to move things long distances, but you didn't have yeah. cars and stuff, yep. they would float barges in the canal and then use oxen on the side of the canal yep. Yep. Uh, to pull the, the barge down the river, and it was called a towpath. Yeah. And so now they've just turned the towpath into a bike you know that canal system only operated for like five years. Like it spent, it was like decades to build it, and then by the time they got it built, they had the trains. Yeah, like that's how the Erie uh, Canal was. Like the yeah. Erie Canal, they spent millions of dollars on it, and then it was only active for like five years. Yeah, before the trains came in and were like, we don't need that. Bummer. Yeah, yeah. but it's a great bike trail. Yeah. Oh yeah, it's great. So then, uh, that was Plan A. Mm. I'm gonna lose track of how many plans got disrupted. Mm-hmm. Shortly thereafter, that my wife wisely starts saying. I'm not really comfortable with you doing this by yourself. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I wasn't either. What if you have a, a flat tire or a broken chain or whatever? And I, I've come to the point in cycling that I think I could have handled most of that by myself. Yeah, yeah. But still, would be nice to have a friend. So we yeah. came up with a plan. Plan B is like the ultimate plan. This was the best yeah. of the plans, The best laid plans. Yes. Uh, I was going to drive my vehicle to Washington, D.C., where some friends live. Yeah. And I was going to leave my car there. Yeah. And start riding my bike from DC to Pittsburgh now. Okay. My friend David, longtime listener of Roughing the Pastor, was going to start at the same time in Pittsburgh. David, the bass player. Yes. Mm -hmm. uh, And ride down to DC. Mm. And we had timed it out. We would meet in the town of Hancock. High five each other, but not stop. Right. Well, no, we were going to, oh, okay. there was one okay. night that we were going to camp out together. Okay. Uh, check in. Spend a romantic evening together. Right. Okay. Uh, I would give him the keys. Mm. To that, your heart? To, yes. And, and the kingdom. Okay. <laughs> uh, and then he would keep going to DC. I would go back to Pittsburgh. Gotcha. And he would bring my car back. Oh, nice. Uh, and that way we figured it, it was about, we figured out a five day trip. Yeah. So the farthest days, it would either be really close to my friends in D.C. or really close to home. Yeah. And the middle days, David would only be 
you know, however many miles away. So like if yeah. something tragic happened, yeah, you would just have to wait for like half a day. Right. There, there were contingency plans to get something mm-hmm. fixed. Mm-hmm. Okay. So that was the plan. And that, that was like seven or eight months before we took off. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, this is long-term. Yeah. We long-term had been plan. planning it oh, for wow, a while. Wow. wow. Um, and everything to the point that, I mean, we had everything locked in. Dates were established with friends. Like yeah. everything was, was figured yeah. out. The week of the trip, it starts raining a little. Mm-hmm. And David was like, you know what? Mm-hmm. I don't really love this whole crossing thing. How about I just ride down to DC with you and we'll do the whole thing together? Yeah. And that kind of took a little bit away from the like retreat nature of it for me. But I was like, you know what? Better safe than sorry. Yeah. That's, that's fine. To put it into context, the rain we're talking about. Do you want me to spoil it? Uh, it's yeah. It's Hurricane Ida. Right. Yeah. Right. And then And so, I don't know if you remember the news, depending on when this comes out. Uh-huh. But that that was not friendly to the uh the East Coast. No. Upon which we live. Wisely. Mm-hmm. Very wisely. Mm-hmm. Uh more wise than usual. The night before we were leaving. Mm. We are down to zero hour. Yeah. And we're watching Ida come through Pittsburgh. Yep. Yep. And like it didn't do terrible things in Pittsburgh. No. It was disruptive. But it, was not, a lo- it was just a lot of rain. Yeah. Yeah. But David and I cast our minds back to the last time we'd done this trip. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. There's a section of the CNO Canal that follows, I mean, directly next to the Potomac River. Yeah. Um, but the last time we went through, it had rained weeks before we got there. Yeah. And had flooded the river, which Oof. brought up sediment Oof. and just nasty all over the CNO Canal. Yeah. Yeah. And we got bogged down in mud. So wisely, we we, we uh, got on a Facebook group to the people in D.C. and said, does anybody know what the Sino Canal looks like right now? Mm-hmm. And I remember that night looking at someone sending me an image of where the trail should have been. Oh, geez. And it's just underwater. Yeah. Uh, horrible. So plan, what are we up to? D. Sure. D or E, uh, we made a new plan that day. Uh, and I, I can't tell you how hard that is to have seven months worth of planning need to be completely re-engineered yeah. in one night. Yeah. Um, but we made a new plan to bike from Pittsburgh together down to Cumberland, Maryland, because uh, the Allegheny Passage Trail was okay, mm. and then come back, mm. uh, come back up from Cumberland to, to, to Pittsburgh. Mm-hmm. So we do. Uh, we leave first thing on, what day do we leave? Friday morning. Mm-hmm. First day is a warm-up. Uh, it's 56 miles from our driveways to Connellsville, mm-hmm. Pennsylvania. And things I remember about that trip are, I've done this trip a couple times yeah. on the Great Allegheny Passage. Yeah. I suffered at the same spots every time. Like when you first leave, you like you have that trip high of like, yay, yeah. we're going. Yeah. And then at, at after West Newton, if anybody has ever been to the town of West Newton, I don't think anyone's ever been there. No one's ever been there. Yeah. For fun fact, uh, they have a restaurant called Gary's Chuck Wagon, hmm. which is the perfect name for this. <laughs> and they advertise that they have the best burger on the trail. Do they? The la- the well, the only time I ever made it close, I've never finished Pittsburgh to DC. Yeah. It's my big white whale. Yeah. Um. But the time I came closest, what I did was that was the first place we stopped. Yeah. It was in West Newton. I had that burger. Yeah. And the waitress said, you know, it's the best one on the trail. And I said, I'll be the judge of that. So every restaurant we stopped at for the rest of the trip, I had a burger. Yeah. And I'm pleased to say Gary's was the best. Oh. Until this trip. And we'll come Ooh, back to that. Oh, hey, hey, yeah. hey. So hold that, hold that yeah. thought. Yeah. Uh, so 56 miles. Wait, when did this happen? This was two weeks ago, so September 2nd, yeah. 3rd, whatever. Here, you want to know the irony about this? This is just a little fun fact. You were there. in D.C., weren't I, you? I went from Pittsburgh to D.C. That's it. <laughs> this is, that trip wasn't hard. I did it in a day. Yeah. It, yeah. Was, like, it was like five hours. Yeah. Was, I don't know what you're complaining about. Cars are great. Yeah. No, Cars are it's great. Fine. It's yeah. fine. Uh, but after West Newton, the legs started to fall off, mm-hmm. uh, and mm-hmm. I got to Connellsville and was dead. Um, and there is a KOA. 
don't remember what KOA stands for anymore. Campgrounds of America. It's okay. spelled with a K. I don't know why, yeah. and it's problematic spelling things with Ks that you don't need to. Watch yeah. out! Watch out, everybody. There's a, there's a deep dark history of that, <laughs> yep, folks. Yep. Yeah, but that's what it means. Campgrounds of America. Yeah. Uh, they have a lovely hiker biker camp area, so we set up camp. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, and I'm going to reference several themes through this story. Oh, I like it. One of which is community, mm. um, and how easy it is on bike trips. <laughs> how easy it is on bike trips like this to, to find and establish community. So uh, we met John and Kevin, who live in Peters Township, which is nigh 10 minutes away from my house. And they were doing almost the exact same thing. They were biking to Cumberland. Uh, they were going to take three days to get there. We were only going to take two. So you guys are better, just to yeah, be clear. Yeah, just to yeah. be very clear. Yeah. Um, and then and, and we came back. Yeah. So, yeah. Oh, uh, or did they die? They went on a train. Oh, okay. They went to Cumberland, got the train. Ah, gotcha, back. gotcha, gotcha. But we spent the night there uh, at the campsite. David I was like, this story took a dark turn really yeah. quick. They didn't make it. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um, so that night we went to, David and I, having pedaled 56 miles, mm-hmm. decided that the best thing to do was to get back on our bikes and ride into Connellsville town proper Yeah. to find a restaurant. And try their hamburger. This time I wasn't so interested yeah. in hamburgers. Well, and it's not on the trail, so yeah, yeah right. Why would you? Um, we're past the infections period, but I will say, if I had come back from that trip with COVID, yeah, I would be sure it was in the restaurant we tried first. Oh my! Oh my! It was packed wall to wall with humans. Yeah, yeah. And we walked in, and we were only in there for like two minutes. It's like a Panera Bread at seven in the morning. Yeah, it was bad. <laughs> it was. Oh, so bad. Uh, so we found finally found a restaurant. Uh, we brought a few uh, beers back with oh, us yeah. for John and Kevin because so they apologies had, to our uh, underage listeners. I'm not apologizing for nothing. You know what it is. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, so we had a lovely little evening there at the campfire after dinner. Uh, we just sat around, talked about biking and and what we were doing and and all that, and had a few adult beverages. And that was day one. Nice. Day two was the ambitious day. Oh, uh, day two was 93 miles what? from Connellsville to Cumberland. Yeah. Uh, and that is terrible on so many levels. Yeah. The first is on the Great Allegheny Passage, you're never seeing more than like one, maybe 2% grade mm-hmm. the whole way. Which is the steepness of the, right. for, yeah, so it's like how steep it is. So, and one to 2% grade is not very steep. Right. So yeah. for example, I was, uh, I just explored this morning before I came here, North Park, mm-hmm. and I was climbing a whole bunch of those hills, and they're like 12 or 13% grade. What is the street? I think it's 17%. There's a street in Pittsburgh that's the steepest Oh, yeah, street. Canton Avenue. Yeah, in, in the continental U.S., mm-hmm. and I think it's the steepest in the world, but there's one in New Zealand that's like, well, steeper. Yeah. And I don't, that was not a New Zealand accent. I don't know what's going on. And there. they're wrong. Canton yeah. Avenue is not for the faint of heart. It's yeah. it's First of all, it's super steep. It's yeah. like... I've, I think it's 17%. It's insane. It's I've, like, it doesn't make any sense why anyone would build anything. No. Yeah. And it's cobblestones. Mm. And people routinely ride their bikes up it. You know why it's cobblestone? For fun. Because you can't pave it. Yeah. I, yeah. 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 Oh. That's a great hill. It's in the Dirty Dozen, which is a bike race in Pittsburgh where they ride the 12 steepest streets in Pittsburgh. Anyway. Bucket list. Yeah. I will I will do that ride someday. Not me. My bucket list is to never do that. So yeah. I'm already, I've already accomplished it. Yeah. As long as I die before I do it, then I'm good. Yeah. <laughs> but so anyway, there's no point in the Great Allegheny Passage that's like you're climbing a mountain now. Yeah. It's yeah, yeah. just 1% or 2%. But the trick is from Connellsville, where we were, mm. to something called the Eastern Continental Divide. Mm which is just outside of Myersdale, it's all uphill. Yeah. So it's 1% or 2% the whole way. Yeah. But there's no coasting. Yeah. There's no mm. relaxing. And there's like 50 pounds of gear on the bike. Yeah. It's probably like the grade is is subtle enough that you keep thinking, why can't I not coast? Like you feel like you should be able to coast, but you're never coasting. There, yeah. are, there were several points along the way that it looked flat. Yeah. And you're just kind of like, I've been riding bikes for a very long time. Yeah. And I'm looking at the trail ahead of me going, why am I not better than this? Mm, you know, like mm-hmm. just that. But mm-hmm. for hours, for four or five hours it took us to get from Connellsville to the Eastern Continental Divide, um, it was rough. Yeah. Uh, Is it a straight shot? Like you just, like you're looking forward or are you like mm-hmm. doing switchbacks and stuff? No, I mean, it's all, there are a couple turns along the way, but yeah. it's all just on the trail. Yeah. But yeah. I mean, like how many miles ahead of you can you see? 
I don't know, maybe at any given point, like a mile, maybe half a mile, a okay. mile, something like that. Okay. Um, yeah, depending on where you are. And again, in Ohio Pile, which is one of my favorite places on the entire planet. Yeah. Hilarious uh, name. Right. For like, something I don't, I, in the I don't middle. know why it's named that. It's not about the pile because uh-uh. it's P Y L E, but it's just a hilarious name. Yeah. Great, beautiful part of the trail. Yeah. Um, yeah. Just lovely. Um, but then we got. What's the name of your bike? Didn't you name your? This is a new bike. Yes, green bike. It is. Yeah. Uh, so I, uh, more nerdy stuff. Uh, I just purchased a gravel bike, mm. which is like a road bike that has mountain bike tires. Okay, and it's specifically meant to do like gravel, yeah, uh, like old dirt farm roads and stuff. Okay. More aggressive than what we were doing here. Yeah, but I bought the Poseidon Redwood. Ooh. Is the name of the bike. Yeah. A fun fact. Uh, it's a weird combination of words, yes. frankly, because those two things have nothing to do with each other. Right now. And neither of them have anything to do with bikes. Right now. And it's not red. The only <laughs> reason the Redwood comes up is this company is based in California. So okay. I think they're wherever the Redwoods okay. are. Yeah, okay. Uh, fun fact before we get to the name, uh, friend of the pod, Carissa Howe. Hey. Hey, like, Carissa. Like two days after Fu- I bought Past my, and future guest. Yeah. Yeah. Like two days after I bought my Poseidon Redwood, she put up an Instagram post of, her Poseidon Redwood. Hey, like, hey, it, hey. That you would both find the same bike is kind of rare because it's yeah. like a niche bike. And yeah. It, so it's a good bike. Nice. And you named yours? I named my, my wife named mine. Oh. Um, librarian that she is, uh, Poseidon, made her think of the Percy Jackson series. Ah. And so my bike is officially named Percy the Adventure Bike. Nice. What's the other yeah. bike? What's the orange bike named? The orange bike is named Honey. Oh. Yeah. Why? Because orange, and actually that one... I was doing another ride. This is all come back to the theme. This is yeah. good. This is yeah, good. Yeah. Uh, we were doing another ride a long time ago uh, on that bike, the orange bike on Honey. And that ride was all flat with one big mountain in the middle. Uh-huh. And I was not as in shape as I am even now. I'm still not in great bike shape, but I was struggling up the hill. And my friend Travis was on the ride. And we he was watching me struggle. And he said, what's the name of that bike? And I said, I haven't named it yet. You know, like, oh, can't name it. Yeah. And he said, okay. Before you get to the top of that hill, name your bike. Uh, and it was like, don't focus on what you're suffering through. Yeah, yeah. Think about something else. Yeah. Um, and so I don't know how honey came. Like, I guess it's just orange colored honey worked out. As we all know, honey is orange colored. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> totally. It's fine. What honey are you eating? <laughs> Not orange colored. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, yeah, so Percy and I are struggling up the, the, the trail to the Eastern Continental Divide. We get there. And it is a much steeper, I think it's, I mean, much is relative. It's 24 miles at three-ish percent okay. downhill. Hey. It's a straight shot down. Yeah. Um, and that was fun Yeah. for a while. How many miles? 20? 24. Yeah. From top to bottom. Yeah. From the Eastern Continental Divide down. But then to, you're like breaking the whole time. Yeah. Not even. Because um, even that was... It, it, you still could pedal. Yeah, okay. You definitely could coast, but like I still wanted to keep pushing okay. pedal. Okay. Um, so not much braking. We did have, a, I had a flat tire on the way down, oh, which no. was like the thief of joy. Oh, no. Because uh, it, it's fixable, but like, oh, man, we were doing it. You know, yeah. like we were really riding. And now all of a sudden we get to Cumberland. Mm-hmm. David very wisely booked us a hotel. Mm. Uh, so instead of camping, I had a, a actual bed to sleep in, which nice, was miraculous. Nice. And then the fun story from the trip. <laughs> I don't know if you just heard that, but a demon just jumped into my soul. No, I don't know what that was. <laughs> I was so surprised by the fun part of the story. Yeah. So as mentioned, mm-hmm. now we have to turn around and go back. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that 24 miles of 2 oh. to 3% downhill... <laughs> Is now the first thing we have to deal with oh, in the morning. Oh no! Oh no! It's it's twenty four miles straight oh. up. Yeah. Mm. So we uh, there is something about knowing the challenge ahead. Yeah. That you're like, okay, yeah, that's fine. Let's yeah. just do that. And yep. then figuring that then you hit the continental yeah. divide, you're back downhill again. Yeah. yeah. Not as steep, but you're downhill again. Yeah. Um, so it's like get up these twenty four miles and you'll be fine. Yeah. At mile five, <sighs> we see coming down the trail toward us a animal oh and first thought is bear because we've seen bears on the trail before yeah yeah when we get closer it's not a bear oh it is a rottweiler oh geez 
no collar. Worse than a bear. Yeah. <laughs> no collar, no leash, no owner. Rottweiler uh, in the middle of the trail uh, coming toward us. Yeah. Like angrily coming toward you? He was sauntering. Yeah. He was not like displaying aggressive behavior at that time. Yeah. Uh, so we, David is slightly in front of me we we're pedaling up the hill and I can't, but of all the times the camera wasn't rolling, I'm most mad that it wasn't rolling for this. Man. Um, we get there and David's slightly ahead of me and David looks at him kind of sheepishly and says, good boy. Kind of like, yeah, are you to be trusted? Yeah. And as soon as David said that the dog snarled, Ooh. growled, barked Ooh. and started running. Ooh. As I looked up, David wasted no time in putting serious distance between the two of us to get uphill. Yeah. So he's just gone. I had one of those moments. Did he get past the dog? Yeah, he's gone. So now the dog is coming at you. Right. Yeah. Right behind me. It's um, the old zombie axiom of have friends who are yes. slower than you. Yeah. I don't I, have to be the fastest. I just need to not be the slowest. I was that friend. Yeah. You were uh, the slowest. Yes. Yeah. Zombies are Without good. Without question. <laughs> That's why David brought you. Yeah, clearly. <laughs> On my own trip. Yep. Yeah. Um, but so I had one second where I was pedaling uphill and turned around and looked, and it's at my ankle. Oh, my goodness. And that one second I filled with so many thoughts. Yeah. Do I unclip my pedal? So the kind of riding I do, I have a shoe with a clip in it Yeah. that attaches to the pedal. Yeah. And you can unclip if you twist real fast to, like, pop out. Yeah. But, like... If I do that to kick the dog, first of all, am I coordinated enough to do that and not crash? Yeah. Is it better to do that or just to keep the momentum? Yeah. Should I throw the bike at it? Yeah. Like every conceivable opportunity to, to what am I going to do? Yeah. And just then the, he just gave up. Oh, the dog man. just turned off and it was like, oh. oh, man. I have never had my heart pump so fast on a bike ride as for the next hour of oh, climbing because it's yeah. just the adrenaline yeah. of it yeah uh my arms were shaking the whole way up the hill like <sighs> yeah geez but that's a fun piece of the story yeah because that was the moment that like for lack of better words theologically god showed up okay in the midst of this like miserable 24 mile climb yeah that is jump started by a mild panic attack. I don't really have words for it, but that was the most present God felt on that whole trip. Man. Uh, uh, like, okay, nothing you can do right now, but just grind it out. Yeah. Just go, just keep pedaling, just keep pedaling, just keep pedaling, just keep pedaling. And there's something about that serenity of, look, when you get to the mountain, it's all downhill. Yeah. Just do it. Yeah. Um, was fascinating like to just even play with after the fact has been like what's going on there nice um and i still don't know because <laughs> it is also funny what you can do to yourself mentally uh on a trip like this mm -hmm. so we got back up to the eastern continental divide we did it we climbed that mountain in three hours or so yeah just grinding it out and the thought was the whole way up once you hit the eastern continental divide it's downhill again mm-hmm that's a misnomer because it's only one or two percent downhill uh, yeah, again. Yeah. So it's still driving uh, the pedals the whole way. Yeah. And just misery. Uh, yeah. David and I were taking turns drafting each other just to get relief from the wind and trying to stay out of it. And, like, and that means riding directly behind the other person. It is directly behind. Yeah. There may be like four or five inches wow. between our tires. Wow. Uh, just to cut down on wind. Um, but so that day we had meant to go from Cumberland to Ohio pile. Yeah. We'd only made it to confluence. Um, just the legs gave out. Yeah. There was nothing left. Yeah. Uh, so we camped that night at confluence and had a burger at the lucky dog cafe. <laughs> and I don't know if it was actually a better substantive burger. Well, the ir ironic name too, given yeah. the circumstances. <laughs> you know, until this very moment, I don't know if I'd put that together. <laughs> the Rottweiler Lucky Dog Cafe. Um, no, you're the lucky dog. No, I sure am. Yeah, yeah. Well, that was fun too, to, to try and play with, what if the dog had got me in that moment? Yeah, yeah. You're five miles away from help. David's halfway up the mountain. He's gone. Yeah, fear. he's not turning around while that dog's going to be eating you. Yeah. Like, <laughs> what do you do? 
Yeah. And what would you, even if you got the dog off you, now you've got like gaping wounds on your leg. Mm-hmm. What do you, ugh, it's fun mm-hmm. to play with. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, so I don't know if it was a substantively better burger or if it was just, we'd been through an ordeal. Yeah, it was an emotionally better burger. Yeah. yeah. It was the right burger yeah. for the moment. Yeah. Did you come back to the chuck wagon and say, guess what? Change your sign. <laughs> no, no, I haven't been that cruel yet. You should no. give them a call. I should, yeah. Put it on the Yelp. If they would like to be sponsors, maybe I'll change my tune and we'll cut this part out. So, like, you know, if you want this edited in the future, Chuck Mm -hmm. Wagon. Mm -hmm. Uh, But then that set us up for day four where we're supposed to come home. Yeah. Uh, And I made it back to West Newton, not far from the Chuck Wagon, and just said, I'm done. Yeah. Uh, Game over. Uh, Because it was another 30 miles from there to Pittsburgh. Yeah. And it was a moment of just, like, there's nothing left in the yeah. legs. And also, what's the proof at that point? This right. is all on you. Like, you're not. Right. Yeah. Uh, so, lovely Sarah came and got me. And, and that was that was when I quit a hard thing. Nice. In the middle. But felt very okay about it. I it slept. wasn't quite the middle. It was like, yeah. yeah it was mostly at the end. Yeah. 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 So, it almost seems foolish that you quit because you were almost done. <laughs> Why would you have done that? David actually kept going. David made it to Pittsburgh. Of course Pittsburgh. he did. Yeah. Of course he did. It's only 30 miles. We got to West Newton. I had actually called my shot a lot earlier in the day. I said, yeah. I, I'm done at West Newton. Yeah. And he got there and he looked at me. He was like, I'm not. And just took off again, nice. which was awesome nice. for him. Um, Good thing he didn't encounter any dogs on the way home. Yeah, really? <laughs> <laughs> that was the solo part. That was another fun part, thinking about what would I have done if I really was alone in this moment yeah, and the yeah. dog chases. Yeah, your wife knows what she's doing. Yeah, a little yeah. bit. A little bit. But so the, the themes that came out of that were community. Again, I think I'm always intrigued by communities that act church-like mm-hmm. better than the church does. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And the cycling community has very much been that for me. Mm. Uh, when we finally got to West Newton at the end, another young lady with a Poseidon Redwood bike, apparently a very popular bike. It's the thing to do, right? It's the PSL of bikes. You know why it is? It's because, so when the pandemic hit, the bike boom hit. Everybody got a bike because you could go outside and that was fine. Yep. Poseidon is a direct-to-customer shipper, so you don't have to go to a store. Oh. So I kind of think they're the only game in town right now. Yeah. yeah. And that's why everybody's getting them. Yeah. Um, But this woman was at West Newton and her Poseidon broke. Uh, and I didn't have the right tool. I felt so bad. But yeah. we were trying to find ways to take pieces off of my bike. Oh, man. That I was done with yeah. to give to her. Yeah. Because why would you not do that? Yeah. You know, like, and again, I felt really bad that I didn't have the tool that I needed to, yeah. to pull it off. But, oh, man. But like that sense of community is all over that trail. Yeah. Like if you're stopped, people don't say, what's wrong with you? They, people pull over. Like, do you need a tool? Do you need a pump? Do you need whatever? Um, it's beautiful. That's pretty great. But the other part of it is just what it looks like to push beyond a breaking point. Yeah. Because that mountain was a breaking point. Yeah. Uh, 24 miles of uphill is a lot of uphill. Yeah. Like, it's just three hours of doing nothing but climbing. Yeah. And it's fascinating to me that that's where God showed up. Yeah. In the quiet of suffering. Yeah. Um, Self-inflicted suffering. I'm not, like, making it out to be, like... Yeah, Endurance. Yeah. Yeah. But, yeah. Oh, I like that. That was the trip. I like that trip. So um, to uh, somewhat parallel it because it was a different experience, but I also uh, went on an unorthodox study leave mm-hmm. uh, in the last couple months. Um, I, had, uh, I hadn't taken a proper study leave in a full calendar year. Uh, we, we as Presbyterian pastors get two weeks of study leave every year. Yep. Uh, again, study leave is two kind of, refresh your soul, do some focus study, do things like that. It's not a vacation. It's a, it's right. a, it's a retreat. It's, yeah. it's, it's a, a time. A working vacation. Yeah. And so again, those often manifest themselves in going to like pastor conferences or leadership conferences or doing education. And, and I realized I hadn't done a study leave uh, since pre pandemic, since 2019. So <laughs> I, and, I don't think anybody has. Yeah. And yeah. you're supposed to do that. Like right. the, it's, it's written into your call. It's not, it's not a, like if you have the time, like churches, uh, will not tell you to take it, but you really need to because yeah. it, it, you need to replenish yourself. Um, and I, I also realized I hadn't taken one that wasn't a conference or a class in probably 10 years. Mm-hmm. So I needed to take anything else where I wasn't trying to come away from this, like to produce a product. That's the problem with, with the classes and stuff is that it's work. It's yeah. like you're taking a break from work to do more work. Um, and sometimes study and presence and things like that, like Sabbath, like we mm-hmm. as pastors, um, 
I think we talked about this. We are driving the bus of worship. Mm -hmm. So we're not, it's imagine that you're on a party bus, like you're like you're on a bridal party, you're on a party bus, everyone's having fun, except for the bus driver. Bus right. driver maybe enjoy that everybody's having fun. The bus, bus driver needs to drive the bus. And so when we are in worship as pastors, we are driving the bus. We are also taking part in the worship, but we can't focus on the presence of Sabbath and the presence of worship. Have, have you ever caught yourself at how many different things you can think while you're leading yeah. worship? Oh, it's yeah. It's insane. Yeah, I had, um, and usually you don't slip up. I slipped up the other, like, two weeks ago when I was very aware of the fact that I wasn't paying attention. Because usually you're like, yep. you're ahead of the, you're thinking of the rest of the service. So. When I'm doing the confession, I'm yeah. thinking about the uh, scripture reading down especially, the road. Yeah, especially during the kind of the, the written prayers or the rote prayers like the Lord's Prayer or the Apostles' Creed, things like that that are just kind of already memorized. And you can stop, but it's much like you're driving. Like there's a great TikTok I saw the other day that said, have you ever been driving and realized, and suddenly realized you're driving. <laughs> yeah. It was the guy just like kind of daydreaming and then just kind of went, oh, like you're <laughs> like that, that feeling yeah. of like driving a car and then you realize like, Oh man, I'm driving. I'm not paying attention to what Actually I'm doing. Actually doing something. Yeah. yeah. One of the scariest things that used to happen, especially when I was in high school and I'd be like at a friend's house and I'd come back at night, I would suddenly pull into my driveway and realized I had not, I don't know how I got here. Like I know how I got here, but I yep. was not paying attention to anything in the way. Um, so uh, that sense of being on autopilot, being you're not present in Sabbath. And so we don't take Sabbath. We take a day off, but it's not usually Sabbath. It's usually to do the things that we can't do in a week. Right. And so I realized that I needed to take something. And um, one of the, the downsides, the, this is becoming a theme that Tyler's divorce, but just my life is different. Than, yeah. So uh, um, the kids uh, were going with their mom on a vacation and um, – and I was not going on that vacation. That was the first time that I was not going on their, on their family vacation. And so that was sad. And so initially I thought I need to do anything else. And so that's when I, my, I wasn't planning on a study leave, but I was like, they're going to be gone for 10 days. I need to be gone for 10 days and like do something. And so I didn't really have a plan other than I just thought I need to go somewhere. And first I called a couple of friends. I was like, do you want to take a road trip? Cause I love road trips. I thought this would be great. They didn't have the opportunity. Like one of them was moving. The other one was also had just moved. Like they were, they were real busy. <laughs> yeah. Um, and didn't have the the opportunity for that. And then I was like, okay, well, uh, my my friend Kyle, who I love and I don't get to see very much, lives in Los Angeles. I love Los Angeles. Uh, we had been out there the previous year on our last family vacation to do national parks and stuff. And I, every time I'm in LA, I think I, I need I don't get enough time in LA, and I don't get enough time with Kyle. And so I just called him and said, hey, can I come? Like the family's going on vacation. I'm going to be sad. I need to do something. Uh, can I come out to you and just have a study leave? And we don't have to have structure. We can just um, do stuff. Maybe we can go to some national parks, go on hikes and stuff like that and talk about God. And uh, my guess is that the conversations that we'll have in that day will be far more meaningful than a structured like Conference. retreat or something like that. And even if we only have like Here a couple hours of conversation. strategies day, for your church. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. We'll get into some depth. And he was like, yes, that's awesome. I will also have some study leave. So um, the, that, like I'll have to preach that Sunday, but we can, we can do study leave together and then we can maybe co-preach the, the next sermon. And then we'll still figure so stuff, jealous of that. Out. Yeah. yeah. So I, with no plan kind of just suddenly be, be, just really to protect my own heart, <laughs> um, and sadness over this first experience, just went to LA with no real plan. Um, and it was fantastic. And, uh, he was like, he, he came up with all these plans of like, we can go to Cambria, we can go to all this, we can go up the PCH and the Pacific coast highway. And, uh, and do all this stuff and take these day trips and stuff like that. And, and then he's like, is there any other place you'd like to go? I said, well, if we have time, I'd like to go to Joshua Tree because that's a great place and just a really cool national park, uh, which is really a misnomer. Like there's a lot of Joshua Trees, but really the big thing about Joshua Tree is these giant rocks. It should be yeah. called Giant Rock National Park because <laughs> you get to climb on them. And it's really, really amazing. Like these weird giant boulders, like it's just giant boulders you can climb all over. It's like a big playground that you could die on. Um, and uh, And so... After I said that, and this was like five days, maybe a week before, and we didn't ever, we only texted about it. We never had phone calls about what we were doing. I just said, hey, can I come out? He's like, yes. And then he's like, how about these? And I was like, that sounds good. We'll talk about it later. And we just never really talked about it. And then as I was coming out to pick me up, he's like, I changed the plans. We're going to go to Joshua Tree first because I threw in Joshua Tree as an afterthought. So we'll go to Joshua Tree for like four or five days and we'll just stay there. And we'll go for hikes and we'll do that stuff. And then we'll come back we'll preach and then we'll just figure out what to do like the last three days here. Yeah. And, uh, and like just do, uh, uh, stuff around LA. 
And so we go to Joshua Tree. He had set up an Airbnb. It was the most romantic place I've ever been. Hey. <laughs> uh, but it was great. We stayed at this Airbnb, I think, for three nights. Um, and it was great. And he was awesome because he, he like, paid for it. And, it like, I mean, it was part of his study leave, too. But we just went on hikes during the day. Mm-hmm. And we talked about things. Like, we were just like, let's talk about the devil for the next two hours in ways that we would never talk about to our church. Like, yeah. let's just talk about, as Tyler and Kyle, what do you think about the devil? What do you think about uh, heaven, hell? What do you think about forgiveness? What do you think about this thing? What do you, what do you think about scripture? Where, like, what do you think about your call as a pastor? Like, these really kind of deep existential things that we just don't have the opportunity to with a safe person. Yeah. Uh, the thing I love about Kyle is that we agree on a lot of things. We don't agree on a lot of things, and we don't feel the need to have synthesis with stuff. Like, we can be in disagreement without having to convince the other person of right. stuff, which is really, really nice. It's good to have a friend like that. Um, and... The so this plan ended up like we every day of the trip was my best day, mm-hmm. and it I was so present in it <laughs> in a way that I had I didn't because there was no plan to it, yeah, other than what it was. And so every day we were like, I guess we'll do this, and so we went and did that, and it was it was perfect. And it was like, and this the sad thing was that like I went to Joshua Tree, which I had been exactly one year before with my family, yeah, and so. On some level, it was kind of sad, but on another level, it was like it was great to be back in this familiar place. Uh, and I kept seeing my family was having a fun time, and so I felt good for them that they were having fun. Like it, it would have been more sad if they were having a rough time. They're having a great time. I was having a great time. Like it was, it was really good. And the presence of God in this space was amazing. So yeah, so I caught this. Yeah, on both of our stories. Yeah, I laughed because for you, every day was the best day of the trip. Every day was the best day. Every day was subsequently worse on my trip. (laughs) But I think just because of the physical exertion. But I think it's telling that you and I were both given study leave time and ran outside. Yeah. Yes. Do not pass go. Do not collect $200. Ran outside and didn't have tons of structure. Like yours had structure in that you had a plan for the day, but it was just like there was not structure in terms of content. Nope. And it was just be open. And that was was ours too. So I had a similar thing to yours. And that... um, uh, Kyle is very much a planner and very much like he'll just do it. And so we got to, I mean, a planner in terms of he'll come up with a plan and he's good at being a leader Yeah, yeah. and I'm, I'm a good leader and, but I'm also a good follower if, if I don't have to lead like, and so it's, we weren't a loggerheads of like both trying to figure out like we're both doing this. Yeah. Uh, like I'm very fine. Like I'll just go where you are. And that was kind of the m- part of the nature of this trip was allowing me to not be in charge, which was great oh. and super, super, super nice. It is, it is funny how much in pastoral life you just are the person yeah. in charge. Yeah. Uh, even if you're, I don't know if this is true for your experience, but yeah. like if you are the pastor in your family, yeah. Thanksgiving dinner, you are praying. <laughs> you pray, yeah, yeah. Like it, you were just always that guy. So those moments where you don't have to be the leader are, are precious. Yeah. Precious things. So we were doing, uh, he, I don't know as much about Joshua Tree. I'd only been there once before. Uh, it's fantastic. And yes, we did listen to the full U2 Joshua Tree album as we drove through Joshua Tree, as you should. Uh, also, Joshua Tree, you can listen to literally any song, and it's the perfect music to listen to. Joshua Tree is the perfect <laughs> place to drive through and listen to music, and as soon as you do, it feels like everything is right in the world. Like, yeah. it is, it is a, I highly recommend go to Joshua Tree if you get the chance. So, I can't wait to get out west. It's so, oh, I love it. I love it. I love it. I love it. Um, and so uh, we went on this hike, and he's like, let's do, I think it's Mount Ryan or something like that. Like It was just some... It was called Mount, but also I'm used to being out on the East Coast when we call things Mount all the time, which is just <laughs> a big hill. Like Mount Washington a, is literally a, a hill, hill that yeah, you can... best. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's a cliff <laughs> <laughs> that you can ride in a box up that takes like 30 seconds. Yes. Um, and so that's the incline. So uh, we go on this trail, and I'm like, okay. Like I just start following him, and he's like, he gives me one of his AirPods, and we're both listening to music, and he's just booking. And I'm also booking behind him, and it gets to this point that I realize, like, I don't know where the, like, I think there's just a trail and we keep going up, but we're not going up at a very fast rate, but it's a very consistent rate and yeah. it's hot. I mean, it's like, I think it's 95 degrees, yeah. uh, but it's a California heat, which is dry. And I know people are like, it doesn't make a difference. It makes a huge difference. Yeah. It makes a huge difference. So I was hot, but not hot. And we're going up, up and up and up and up and up. And there are points where I, I do have to stop. And I say like, I got to stop. I like, I can't handle this, uh, but that's okay. But I still didn't know where we're going. And then we get to the top after 45 minutes. And the summit, I can't remember. It was like a mile up, maybe. Maybe not a mile up. It was like 3,000 feet up or something. Maybe it was a mile up. Maybe it was 5,000. 
It, but it was a mountain. It was it, a legitimate mountain. A, a straight and, up mountain. And I had not realized this, despite the name, that that's what we were doing was climbing a mountain. And we got to the top, but there was a side and Kyle goes, oh, it says it was supposed to take an hour and a half. It only took us 45 minutes. I was like, that's why I was so exhausted. I thought I was just like, out of shape, which of course I am. But like that, but like, and, and the, there were many times throughout this thing that I would, had I been given the option, I would have said, no, no, thank you. And had, had he told me at the beginning, let's climb on top of this mountain, I would have said, no, let's just go on any other trail. Let's not Because there's that. a million trails. There's a million places you can go that are not on mountains. So we get to the top. I am kind of annoyed that we had gone up this mountain without being asked, like that I hadn't been given, I hadn't known where he was leading me. <laughs> but it was the most beautiful place. Mm-hmm. We stayed up on top of the mountain for like an hour. And we just marveled at the, that you could look in almost any direction and not see anything. Yep. that was human made. So yeah, I have a theory on this. Again, it's fascinating that we are telling similar stories, like just the, the, the nature combined with the exertion, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. And then God shows up. Mm-hmm. Well, you didn't say that at the end of the mountain, well, but that, I'm, I'm so kind of... Yeah, the thing was that God showed up in in an overwhelming way. Yeah. Like I felt the presence of God on the top of a mountain, which is very biblical. Right. Like constantly in the Old Testament and even in the New Testament, that when people want to spe- be with God, experience God most purely, they go up. Yep. Um, and so I am... Uh, one of the things that I love about... Well, I know we've said this before, but that the word for wind and the word for spirit are the exact same word. So both in Greek, which is what the New Testament is written in, and in and in Hebrew, which is what the Old Testament is written in, which is a brilliant, like that's not an accident. Right. So the word in Greek is pneuma, like pneumatic too, P-N-E-U-M-A. Oh, don't make me spell. Yeah, okay. and and it's ruach in, in Hebrew, which is ruach, like that. Yeah, you ruach. gotta get, get the ruach. Yeah. And so in the, in, the, in the Genesis story, when it says that God breathed into Adam's nostrils, it's also, yeah. it also could be translated as God spirited into, like gave, gave his spirit yeah. to Adam and Eve. And those are not conflicting ideas. No, not you know? at all. Yeah. And, and, and it's, so anytime you see the word wind or spirit in your Bible, read that same thing with the alternate word. So if it says spirit, read it with wind. And if it says wind, read it with spirit or breathe. Breathe is also the same word. And so if you see breathe, read it with spirit. If you see spirit, read it with breathe. It will help you to understand things. There's a really weird scene where Jesus breathes on the disciples after he comes back from after the resurrection. But if you realize Jesus gave his spirit to the disciples, like, oh, that makes sense. So much sense. Rather than this weird thing where Jesus just goes, hey, everybody. (sighs) (laughs) Clearly written before COVID. Exactly. Yeah, so yeah. all of the, yeah. Um, but the reason why I explain all that is that we get to the top of this mountain. And again, it was pretty, like, pretty stagnant walking up. Like, it pretty still not humid at all. Like, a dry heat, but so, like, really lovely. Like, it was it was 95, which makes you hot. Like, you get hotter. You don't realize how hot you are. Yeah. And so... Um, oh, I know how hot I am. Ooh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, like, like one of those girls in those 80s movies before they take their glasses yeah. off. Yeah, no. uh, they, you don't know you're beautiful? I know. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I know. Uh, so, <laughs> thanks One Direction. Um, <laughs> so we get to the top, and it is just... Because you're on the top of the mountain, and then suddenly it is just like wind, and like mm. real, like forceful wind. But wind that is not dangerous, but like that you can lean against. Yep. And I'm just in awe of being enveloped and embraced by wind and then thinking of, and we've talked about this. We, 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 we had, he brought this Celtic prayer book. We did a prayer, uh, like a Vesper service up there. We talked about kind of like Kyle is, is great at leading this kind of thing. I'm, I'm definitely going to do this in the future is, is yeah. go back and I'm going to come with you. Have study leave with Kyle. Yeah. Uh, and it was so uh, like just, we, we prayed and we read this thing and then we just kind of, walked around up top and like I would go in different places and feel like just surrounded by the wind and surrounded by God's spirit in ways that I rarely get the chance to do because I'm usually trying to help facilitate that for other people. Yes. And stepping away from my plans, because when you plan that, we're like, I'm going to feel God's spirit. Like oftentimes you don't get to, and we try to do that within the context of worship, but oftentimes we don't, we've been worshiping outside um, since the, as much as we can, whenever the weather allows, because it's the safest place to win, yeah. to, 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 to meet. And it is incredibly windy in our courtyard and I'm not so much that it's overwhelming, but enough that it's like, you are constantly feeling it. And I, every time that happens, I try to let people know, like, know that wind is God's spirit and we get to experience it here that we wouldn't experience yeah. if we were inside. 
and what a blessing that is to be reminded that God is with us yeah. in this physical manifestation. And that, that this is not the point of this particular episode, but it is hovering just below the surface of this is why creation and wild spaces in particular are so vastly important mm-hmm. to protect. Because, mm-hmm. mm-hmm. um, you know, I think part of why for me a bike trip like that changes things or changes perspective is my day is wake up, leave my air-conditioned car, yeah. or leave my air-conditioned house to step outside for two seconds to get in my air-conditioned car, yep. drive to work, step outside for two more seconds yeah. to go into the air-conditioned church building, yeah. be inside all day, leave and repeat the process, and never set foot in what God has actually given me. Yeah, uh, And and that's, at all. if you think about it long enough, it gets really artificial really fast. Well, it's making, in that sense, like we have... Even even beyond that, like usually our vacations and our time away, our study leave, things like that, our, our regular lives, whether you're a pastor or not, yeah. we plan everything out yep. because we want to make take advantage of everything. But by planning stuff, we are trying to control everything. Yep. And this study leave, is, which is why I'm always going to do study leave like this, it was so unplanned. I just knew like, like, like I'm going to wake up, we're going to go on a hike. Yeah. We don't know where we're going to go. We don't know what we're going to do, but we know we're going to do that. And the rest of the trip, so we were in Joshua Tree for, for uh, three more days. Then we went home, back to L.A. Uh, even in L.A., we did stuff like that. We went on a hike one time on my, on my second to last day. Oh, no, it was on the last day, um, where we got to the trail, and Kyle said at the bottom of it, let's not talk until we get to the top. Like, we'll communicate with each other, but we can't. We're not going to use words. Yeah. And it was like, oh, that sounds fun. And it was amazing. <laughs> yeah. And in the midst of that, too, we had taken the dog, his dog. He has a husky. It was a great dog named Juno. Uh, and it was too hot. We didn't realize it was too hot until we were closer to the top than we were to the bottom. And so we just pushed on. And he had not brought a, a bowl for the dog's water. And so we had to, like, communicate how, to, how do we keep this dog from overheating without talking to each other yeah. and how to where to, and first we were pouring it into each other's hands so the dog would drink. And then I realized I'm wearing a bucket hat. That's <laughs> literally a bucket. <laughs> and so <laughs> we started pouring water into my hat and then, then the hat was all wet and I put the hat on the dog's head, which is hilarious. Yep. But if you know a dog, they generally don't like hats on their head, but <laughs> he was hot enough that the wet hat on his head was lovely. And so I got some funny pictures of that. Um, but that was another one where uh, we commute, we understood, I mean, non-verbally, Kind of let's push through with this. The dog's gonna be okay, and we're gonna take care of this dog. And now, now that's our goal. We got to the top. We did the prayers again. Experience God in a brand new way. There was wind at the top again. It was breezy yeah. at the top. We we're overlooking the city. Uh, so the exact kind of opposite experience of where we got to the top of the mountain um, in Joshua Tree. We're overlooking only creation, and we get to the top of the mountain uh, in LA, and we're looking over, overlooking traffic. All of, well, just all of humanity. Yeah. And it, but it was far enough up that you couldn't, you could see the traffic, but it wasn't like you couldn't hear anything. Yeah. And so it was still serene and still peaceful. Actually, when we got to the top, we had to wait for a guy who was smoking a joint sitting on the bench to leave. <laughs> and so typical, he left. Typical LA. He left. Yeah. Yeah. And then we sat where he was sitting. Um, and, uh, and it was, it was beautiful. And it was a good bookend to this experience of like uh, looking down on the city and not, not weeping the way that Christ did, but looking down and, and knowing that God, that this is also creation, yeah. that God, that God cares about this in the same way and, and feeling that same wind, feeling yeah. that same God is here. And I, I, I think it's important to, we got to wrap up, but mm-hmm. um, I think it's important to, and I have a recent test case as recent as a couple hours ago. These are epic trips, right? Like not yeah. every day I no. get to go nope. to Cumberland, not every day do you get to go to LA. You don't have to wait for that. Um, so today, and, and a lot in the future, both with the podcast and some other things I've got going on. I'm going to be in Wexford a lot. Wexford's up here in the yeah. north of the city. Yep. There are two parks in Pittsburgh. There's, Great. Um, Fantastic parks up here. South Park and North Park. Mm. And I have spent exactly... 46 minutes in North Park. North Park is great. And I'm here to say North Park is better than South Park oh, by a mile. Absolutely. The first, you should also try Heartwood Acres. Yeah. Which is also right up here. Ooh, that's lovely. Oh, that's lovely. I, the first cycling themed restaurant I went to was closed. <laughs> so I went to the second cycling theme restaurant here. But, but all that is to say. By the way. I had a half hour, 45 minutes or so to just, I brought my bike up. Yeah. Um, and rode on roads I've never ridden before. Nice. And it 
it's not the same experience. I think there's something to be said about the bigger ones yeah, and the, like, yeah. the pushing through, yep, yep. but just getting on a bike and saying, I don't know what's going to happen. Yeah. Is really fun. Yeah. Um, even, even silly little things. I parked at some point in the park that was like on the top of a hill and went down and went, ah, oh, I have to climb that again. Yeah. <laughs> Crap. Yeah, you don't know the geography enough right. to like plan your energy for it. Mm-mm. Yeah. No idea. But as soon as I got to the bottom, I was like, that was dumb. Yeah. I should have started down yeah. here. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but but just that I think I think nature is a component of it. But I think too, again, kind of harkening back to the last episode, almost as if we recorded them both back to back. Yeah. Um, as long as we didn't put the other one in between these. That's fine. They'll <laughs> never know. Uh, I, I think there's something to not knowing what the plan is. And, and yeah. just like I don't know. I'm, I'm going to do stuff yeah. and, and see what happens. I think God shows up more in those situations. Yeah. Uh, even today for the briefest of 46 minutes of riding was like, yeah, this is cool. God's yeah. here. Yeah. Some of it sucked. Some of yeah. those hills are miserable. Yeah. Uh, but, but I think that's part of it too, is like pushing yourself through hard things yeah. to get to some good payoff on the yeah. other side of it. Yeah. And very much so like in both of our cases, like yours, uh, you were pushing through those bad things. Mine started because of something bad. Like, yeah, right. My whole trip was planned around, I'm going to be sad. I don't want to be sad by myself. Yep. Not, Hey, there's this great thing I can do. Like it was, it was not like it was, it was running away from something. I mean, it was protecting myself from something uh, and not, not thinking proactively about what it was. And it ended up being the most affirming mm-hmm. 12 days of my life. Yeah. Uh, and I'm not good at receiving affirmation. Like I kind of slough it off when people like I, I hear criticism and I like, I, I, I <laughs> latch on like a me. Rottweiler yeah. to yeah. a cyclist. Like, yeah. yeah, exactly. <laughs> I want, af- I want feedback. Yeah. And when you give me f- positive feedback, I'm not good at receiving it. I'm right. just, I'm like, oh, I didn't try very hard. Like I just kind of dismiss it. And, and part of this trip was just allowing, allowing God to affirm and mm-hmm. say you're okay and to say like this is good and like and you do you are doing what you're supposed to be doing you're in the right place i got so much affirmation from all kinds of weird places that i did not expect it and i like actually received it in ways that i hadn't before yeah. uh like so many things came out of that trip that i was not expecting that have changed my life and will change my life like my yeah. life is different because of this trip that i accidentally took yeah i uh, man again we could do a whole other podcast yeah. on this yep 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 theme of the day i had spiritual direction this morning too and this was the discussion we had we talked about the baptism of jesus mm. and, and and that comes very early in the gospels uh, matthew 4 or matthew 3 for the for that instance. mark it's the first thing right it, it's right out the gate yeah mark and john and, and jesus goes under the water when he comes back up god says this is my son the beloved with whom i am well pleased yeah before he had done a thing yeah and, and i it's my job to teach this book. I can't tell you how much I don't listen to that impulse in myself until moments like this where it's like, you're good enough. You're fine. Mm. It's okay. Mm. It's okay. Mm -hmm. Uh, And and sometimes you just have to escape all of it Mm -hmm. to be able to get a clear enough shot to hear that voice from God saying, Mm -hmm. you're good. Mm -hmm. You're good. If you're listening on the Twitter machines or on, on the Instagram, first of all, if you want to go on a bike trip or a hike with one of us, let us know. Can um, I tell you that I love it when people say twitter.com? Oh, man. I think that's really funny. Sometimes <laughs> when people tweet and they spell out the D-O-T, you tell me on twitter.com. Yeah, twitter.com <laughs> backslash <laughs> rough the pastor. Um, if you want to go on bike trips or mountain trips. Yeah, us. let us know. Yeah, we'll do it. Uh, but secondly, specifically in creation, yeah. I, I think specifically in an outdoor setting. Yep. Uh, Sarah got me a mug. Do you know Nathan Pyle? Yeah. Uh, the strange yeah. planet. Yeah, the alien guy. Uh, he, he, it's a mug that says, the tremendous exterior. <laughs> and I love that mug. But uh, where do you experience God? Where have you experienced God in that outdoor setting in mm-hmm. ways that are inaccessible inside? You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, yeah. Tweet us at that. Send us a picture even better if you ooh, have that spot yeah, yeah. in a handy locale. Yeah. We'll post up some video from my trip. It'll be good. I like it. Anything to plug this week? I still haven't watched Ted Lasso. Oh, jeez. Yeah. You've had a whole week. Maybe <laughs> even two. I want to plug a song that's connected to this week. 
Uh, this is a song by a band called The Welcome Wagon. This is like a 15-year-old oh, yeah. song, maybe a 10-year-old song. Welcome Wagon really sounds like Sufjan Stevens because Sufjan Stevens produced it. Mm-hmm. But it is a pastor and his wife yep. uh, in New York, very hipsters, and they have um, this album. And on this album, they have a song called Up on a Mountain, mm. and it is delightful. Yes. It's a very simple song that's beautiful. It's, how, it's like three verses in each of them. It's Up on a Mountain. Um, it's Jesus uh, preaching, Jesus praying, and Jesus dying, mm. and uh, and it's so it it brings Denzel tear to eyes every every time I hear it, and it's so beautiful, and it and it speaks to kind of it's the simplicity of it speaks to uh, making simple space for God by by getting stripping away everything else. Yeah, uh, that I mean, the, again, the, the story is the the song is simpler than that, but that's what I feel about it, and and in a sense by having such minimal plans in, in both of our experiences we were able to have room yeah. for God to show up yeah. or for us to notice that God showed up because God always shows up Absolutely. we just don't usually see it yeah it's more clearing the brush but yep. yeah. Yeah, yeah good stuff yeah I think we did it um, I also want to recommend uh, Poseidon Redwood Bicycles Poseidon Redwood Bicycles <laughs> for, for $8.99 you can have a, a premium gravel machine also, if you get the redwood, change the tires immediately. I'm just saying things while Tyler's thinking about the tires. Here's, here's what I recommend. I recommend uh, eating some Parmesan cheese and apples at the same time. Get a block of Parmesan cheese, cut it into okay. slices, and eat it together. It's so good. I eat it all the time. Way too much. Yesterday, I ate a whole wedge of Parmesan cheese, and I have no regrets about it. I'm not even mad. It was I'm the best thing ever. Of you. And then I looked online to see if I was going to die because I ate a pound of Parmesan cheese. <laughs> and I found an article. I found one article that said, eating Parmesan cheese is good for you. And I, I hung my hat on that article and I, I, I called it a day. Mission accomplished. Yep. Yep. Also, I was very sleepy yesterday after eating a pound of cheese. <laughs> well, on that note, I've been Jay. And I've been Tyler. And this is Rubbing the Passer. See you next week, everybody. Bye. Uh, no barley this week. I think we, yeah, we didn't. There was no, no facts. It's all, no it's all, facts. all personal experience. <laughs> See you, everybody.